Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Miss, don't be surprised the show's climbing the rankings. I mean, you finally stopped treating us like your one-eyed stepbrother and got out there and started promoting the show to other people besides when you're on the show. Get out there and tell people that you're actually on this thing, will you? That's going to get it moving. That's going to get us to top ten, kid. Use that Hollywood shit for some good, man. Pete and Sebastian Show. We're back, baby. Sebastian, what is going on? DJ Lou behind the glass. We're not getting paid by Rob Vices, but this gift... This bro, you have no idea how awesome Rob Vices is. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And if you're going to give this gift, you got to make sure you're giving it to someone that you got a steady friendship with. Because you'd hate to give it to someone and then have a falling out and they're getting Rob Vice gifts for five months after you even like the fucker anymore. You know? <laughs> so, having said that, I got my latest Rob Vices gift. And I got to tell you, it is one of the best gifts I ever got as an adult. And I swear when I say this, I go out and I'm sitting outside with Jackie one night. We we actually just finished doing the cast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have the Rob Vices package out there. And I swear I say to Jackie, I'm so glad Sadie's loving the record player and I wouldn't take it away from her. But man, Jack, I just wish I had my own record player for The Office. I open up to Rob Vice's. It's a fucking record player. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a record player, a gorgeous, simple, cool record player, uh, along with a bottle of root beer. And Lou, you ever hear of a band called The Doors, D-A-W-E-S? Yeah, we play them here on Sirius. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I read something to you? They give you a booklet when you get your gift each month. And when you open up the booklet, we do it every month. We, I, I start to look through the box, and Jackie goes, hold on, let's read the booklet. And this is what it says. It's just beautiful. Rob Vice's membership is designed as your gateway drug to the good life. With each edition, we aim to help you fall in love with a new product, indulgence, or ritual that will add to your enjoyment of life. With the edition in front of you, we are excited to reintroduce you to the tangible pleasure of enjoying music. Ladies and gentlemen, vinyl is back. For your first record in your new collection, it's one of our personal favorites, the band Doors. If this is your first dance with the Doors, we are excited to make the introduction. I feel that Doors is one of the very greatest bands putting lyrics to music today. Their thoughtful storytelling set to a sentimental style of rock makes for an ideal entree to the pleasure of actively listening to a record on your turntable. 
So, man, so you you put this on and you just crack open a root beer. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's talking about America's fascination with retro doesn't stop at sound. We'd be remiss if we didn't also give you something nostalgic to sip. We introduce this month to you Rocky Mountain Soda Company out of Colorado, a company that definitely reminds us of the bygone drinks. In a time before companies began adding all sorts of unnecessary chemicals, heavy loads of sugars, and artificial flavors to colas, Rocky Mountain fills its bottles with only the best key ingredients. By the way, this record player, bro, you can hook up your Bluetooth so you play your record in the other room, and I'm listening on my headphones. Oh, wow. It's just beautiful, man. And then the last paragraph goes, Now slip off your shoes, slide that vinyl out off its sleeve, locate the groove, and drop the needle. Open a bottle, sprawl on your couch, or better yet, toss some pillows and a blanket right on the floor. We hope you enjoy the retro edition of Rob Vice's. Oh, and it's okay to also use Siri to find your local record store. Ironic, but totally okay. That's how they end. And then you put in a... Yeah, yeah. It's just beautiful, dude. Oh, man. And then you sip your root beer, you put on the doors, you listen to your record, and you count down 29 more days till my next Rob Vice's package. (laughs) (laughs) Man. So thank you for that, bro. It is really a fantastically generous and fun, awesome gift. Oh, good. I'm glad you're enjoying Rob Vice's. It's uh, it's one of those gifts where you kind of don't know where it's going to go, but apparently it's paying off dividends. You got a direction to go here? We could open up the bag. Do it. It's been a long time. We want to get this thing going, this mailbag, man. So, Lou, do we have mailbag music? The mailman is friendly and helpful. Almost everybody likes him. For almost everybody likes to get mail. Mail call. Now it's time for... Pete and Sebastian's Mailbag. Okay. um, I haven't read these. Um, Have you read these? Uh, Yeah, I sent you. There's only one, I think. Oh, they're all on the same page. There's like five. Well, here's one. From from the one from Nick from Columbia, Canada. Yes. It's got the tipping question. Yes. Yes. Okay, he says, recently my brother, dad, and I were flying from LAX back home, and our flight was delayed due to a computer failure at the departure terminal. The flight attendants then had to do some manual counts and reporting. This resulted in an hour delay in departing. It turns out the emergency aisle was completely free on an otherwise packed plane, so one flight attendant offered us the full emergency row, gave us additional snacks and drink on the flight. I should point out that we didn't ask for the new seats. The attendant saw us and offered it freely. After the attendant learned we may miss our connecting flight, he gave us free sandwiches in case we missed our next flight. Sandwiches normally cost extra. My question is, would you have offered the flight attendant a tip for going the extra mile for us, or is this a situation where they're just trying to keep us from complaining about the delay? What do you say? What do you say? No tip required. Not even close. Not even close. This is this is part of the uh, job description. That's the thing here. The 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 aviation industry. 
customer service is so poor that when you see something like this, it's so out of the ordinary, but essentially it's where it needs to be. I I agree on some level, but I mean, this is the thing. When you break this down, this is, this is all bells and whistles. Break it down. Your flight is delayed because of a mistake on their end. You're going to miss your second flight, and they're giving you a prepackaged ham and Swiss sandwich. Move <laughs> What? Why? In what world would I give you a tip, huh? How about telling me, hey, if you're delayed when you get to the airport, there's a beautiful Italian restaurant called Da 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 Da. First buck fifty is on us, including the wine. Boom. It's a pre-made sandwich, so you don't starve to death waiting for us to find another place. There's pre-made sandwiches on the plane. That's that's a whole different sandwich too. Dude, Jackie and I were flying early in the morning to, to Florida with Sadie, and I said to Jackie, do you believe this? Look, you can, you're can you seeing it now. It's 6 a.m., and the lady next to me has three bags of the potato chips, and, 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 and she's drinking water, uh, soda. It's 6 in the morning, right? And, and I'm just saying, why don't we just stop giving – there's no food on a plane unless you bring it on. No food. Why are we giving out chips and shit? Why are we giving anybody anything? I don't know, and, and I, I just think that people, it bothers me so so much when when the guy comes around with the little snack bin. Yeah. And people perch up. Oh, they're perched. <laughs> right? Like they get, like their body gets so erect. And if they're traveling with somebody, they tap them, and they're like, ooh, look, corn chips. I... I what is that? Even even in first, when they come around with the tray, and it's like you can pick what you want, and you have this, the people lean over and they take their fingers and they do a little finger walk through the. Bag. Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah. Oh god! <laughs> I've seen that little little tightrope over the bag yeah. of chips. <laughs> What's around the bend? Is there a cookie? Is there a cookie in the corner? Oh, oh my, my god! god. <laughs> oh, I did I did one in first class on the way back from Boston. I don't know if you've ever done this, but uh I just did it as a statement cuz I'm sorry, I'm not going to take everything that the flight attendant gives me. I did this because the guy sitting next to me took the hot towel and he did the he took it and he did the neck wash. Oh no. It's like, bro. <laughs> this is like a hand towel, right? Oh. And this guy's washing his back with it. <laughs> how'd you how'd your neck get dirty on the flight, by the way, guy? <laughs> so what I did when he asked me for the thing, the guy gave me the towel, I yeah. passed. I go, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked right at the guy, and I go, I don't need that. I'm clean already. I've been taking four showers a day. What happens with the mailbag is it often takes us into places that we would typically m might have gone, but what it does is opens up a dialogue. That's why I like the bag. No Oh, I'm on my third shower. Uh, oh, I'm easing into this, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> the, 
So, well, did you bring the eucalyptus? I brought the eucalyptus into my shower. I steamed. I haven't done a, did a public uh, eucalyptus yet, but in my shower taking um, this week, I, I had a thought and I want to present it to the group. I want to know how long is the life of a bath towel? Like, yeah. like, how long do you use your bath towels until you go, Jack? We gotta get, we gotta get some new bath towels. Like, what's the, what's the uh, tipping point where you look at the towel and go, Wow, we need a new towel. Like, how do you determine that? Yeah. Well, I mean, usually in my life, it's usually Jackie doing the replacement. But once in a while, like when I was out on Long Island. I can say this. Have you ever had a bath towel that uh, the quality of the towel is still there, but it got such a smell to it that you can't even get it out? Well, I tell you, that's due to the fact that you're letting your towels sit in the washer and not drying them right away. Well, no, what I was doing was I'd work out at the gym and then I'd take my wet towel, throw it in the back of my bag in my Subaru in July at Kevin Can Wait and then be in there for like 12 hours while that thing's baking. Then bring it home on a Delta flight with it's still like a, a dampness to it five days later. And then Jackie's telling me, guy, I can't even put this in my washing machine. It'll it'll do permanent damage to my washing machine. The stench is so bad. So... I would have to learn hey, to hey, after hey, I work. Hold on. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about a bath towel you like you dry yourself off with. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You, wait a minute. You take the bath towel and you use it as a workout towel? No, I'm saying like I take my 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 I, I, when I'm on the road there on Long Island. Yeah, I yeah. have I have three towels in rotation that are okay. my towels for when I shower. What I do is I usually shower at the gym, so every day I take one of them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why you can't get the smell out. Yeah, yeah. So you got it. You, so so usually smell is one thing that makes me get rid of a towel. But uh, why? What about you? While you're at the point you're deciding, what do we got? Baldness on the towel. Well, you know, like Lana's like, do you think we need new bath towels? I go, well, you know, how long we had them? She's like, a year and a half. Now I was looking at the towel. It's a little, you know, like, you know, when you first buy them and I got a nice fluff to it. Now yeah. it kind of has that kind of uh, rigidy type of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they don't have like that, that like, oh, I'm going to get out and like dry off in, in a cloud. It's more like I'm going to dry off with like a, um, like a, uh, I don't even know what you call it, like a chamois almost. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. It doesn't have the... I tell you, I know I'm sure your towels are very nice, but still, even even saying that, a year and a half, that's a long time for a towel to stay in the rotation. You know what I asked my mother? What? She's like, uh, you use it until it hurts. What? Till, till you go to r- dry your back with it, and it's just giving you absolutely no absorption whatsoever, man. Just just moving water around, scratching. Oh, yeah. 
So I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, some people say holes once it starts getting holes in it. Some people, when it starts getting those kind of, like, little knots. Um, so, yeah, it's just a yeah. question. Like, like Lou, when's the last time you bought a bath towel? Oh, it's been years. <laughs> Lou, be honest. Do you actually, are you using... You know, the t- kind of beach towel that you bring to the beach. Are those your bath towels, guy? No, no, I've grown up from that. But, yeah, I used to do that. Oh, yeah. The Mets towel you get free at the Mets game. I used to use that for fucking, like, five years. Wow. Wow. But this was in my 30s. I'm a, I'm a grown man now. What are you wearing? What's your towel now, guy? What color is it? I bet it's dangling over a fucking door, by the way. Like, like the door, not a knob on the door. Like, you know, with the, the edge of the door. Yeah, hmm. no, no, dude, I'm not that white trash yet. So, Lou, you got colored towels. Yeah, they're matching. I got them for Christmas a couple uh, while ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you need a woman. I need, yeah, you know, your mom or your sister tells you how to how to do these things. A bachelor guy doesn't do that shit on his own. That's no, I'm true. just laughing because you said a couple, and then you go a while ago, and we all know what you were about to say <laughs> a couple of years ago. No, I didn't listen. I understand that. But I, it sounds like you already know, bro. Your towels are time to take them out of the rotation. Uh, I think they might They might have to be. Um, so, But we just have plain white towels. And I'm telling you, here's, here's another question. Do you guys use the same towel for another shower? Meaning, do you hang it and use it the next day? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. How many times could you do that? Like, when's the towel dirty where you have to drop it in the in the washer? How many cleans can you get out of it um, or dries? If it's got a nice dangling location, like a good hook where it's getting good air dry from a window, I could go solid five, but Jackie would usually shut me down at three, going, guy, you said three days in a row. But there's no reason not to go five. Lou? I could go five. Oh, oh yeah. I think three is the most I've ever gone. I think three is a good number for that. But you shower a lot. Yeah, well, that means a towel a day still for you, right? <laughs> yeah, a towel a day. Well, listen, I'm showering so much, the towel doesn't even have time to dry out. I got to oh, pick up another yeah. towel. Yeah. Are you? Have you thought about just dangling, uh, getting into a, a robe wet? Nah, I don't like that look, man. I don't feel comfortable in a robe wet. It's just something I can't get into i tried it and i feel like everything's incomplete and what about just an air dry lock the door hang out i've never done that who's got the time but i hear it's nice (laughs) i can't walk around wet right out of the shower no towel nothing no yeah well you know you dry the bottom of your feet you know and then uh basically yeah if you sit in the top in the shower turn the water off within a minute or less than you're gonna stop dripping then you step out, you dry your feet, and everything else, maybe you brush your teeth while everything's doing an air dry. Oh, I've like, never even heard of this. You never heard of the air dry? Oh, yeah. Lou, have you ever air dried? No, man, I get drafty. Yeah. Drafty. I mean, I don't know. I, I got a heat problem. I can't help you with that. I'm just saying. It's Generally speaking, I, in the summertime, I've done the air dry just simply because it's just the windows are open. I got my privacy. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what you think about it? That's strange. strange guy. You're pumping three showers a day. Who's talking? <laughs> now, 
Are you? Do you find yourself now like uh, you know, like a guy smoking cigarettes? Are you becoming reliant on the shower? Like when you're pressed with a with a tricky question that you really have to think about? Are you like I? I got to jump in. You just throwing the clothes off, hopping in. Actually, it's a crutch? great way. A lot of my best thinking goes on in the shower. I have to tell you. I mean, sometimes After you're uh, in there half the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got I got some real good thoughts coming out of that shower. I mean, sometimes, like like one shower lasted so long, Lana had to come and open the door to see if I was still standing. Now, have we gotten the first water bill since this habit kicked in? No, no, I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. We haven't got the new water bill from the new habit, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, pretty big. I meant to ask you, why aren't you doing a dip in the pool instead of one of these three showers? Just to jump I'm in. doing that, too. I'm, I'm going in a hot tub, too. Oh. I mean, I, it's like I'm a fish, man. I mean, uh, yeah, it sounds like you're a mermaid that can only be out of water for a certain amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? It's hard to say in English. Well, just say in your language. All right. My name is... So yeah, I've uh, I've been I've been keeping it consistent with the shower. I was in Boston this past weekend, and uh, I ran uh, ran up the hotel water bill. So uh, yeah, it's, nice it's looking nice. good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I, well, I got a message on Twitter. Uh, listener listening to our show said uh, Sinatra uh, showered three times a day. You had no clue that Sinatra did that. Did no, no clue Man. at all. I don't know. I've been eyeballing my song and where I'm going to put that in ever since we talked, though. You got to get that dry, uh, that infrared sauna. What's that? I'm just going to put up the teak wood and, uh, you know, the hot rocks. Boom. No, no. Look in the infrared sauna. Fredonio, yeah, infrared sauna. (laughs) Fredonio. Why, they don't get the infrared out there? Guy, I can't even get sushi. You're talking about infrared (laughs) fucking sauna? They don't have sushi there. No, they don't have sushi. I mean, they, they did a little bit at the time uh, at the supermarket, if you, if you dare, but I never did, and that kind of went, went, came and went, so no. I mean, they got a Chinese restaurant in town. The dumplings weigh like a, a softball, each one. It's ridiculous. Like, what's the town known for food-wise? Anything? Uh, you get yourself a good wife. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh boy, that was chauvinistic. No, <laughs> seriously, um, man, you know, just meat, like chicken wings. And uh, this Easter is Sunday, right? So Friday, the day of the show, my father-in-law already invited me to come over. They smoked deer sausage all day. They smoked that shit on uh, Friday for Good Friday or whatever. You know, fish fry, Pollocks. Fish fry. It's half my family. Yeah, they get the fish fry on Fridays. I got some breaking news about Frank Sinatra and his showering habits. Please. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Uh, According to the Daily Mail, Frank Sinatra took 12 showers a day and always smelled of lavender, according to his widow. Wow. Whoa, bro. You got to up your shower game. 12 a day, man. What is that all about? I obsessively neat. I think he was doing a lot of what you're doing and that you may end up taking it to that level. Because you know what I bet he was doing in there, guys? Without a doubt, what he's doing right now. I guarantee you he was rehearsing in the shower. Trying to hit the notes a couple hours before big show. Buck naked. 
Fucking lukewarm water dripping down the back, banging out three coins in a fountain. Absolutely, guys. <laughs> he might be right. He might be right, man. He must have, might have done his best work in there. Now, do you guys think that Sinatra, 12 showers a day is a lot. The man was a heavy smoker. Do you think he would lean out of the shower, dry his hand with a towel, and take a drag? Off a, a burning cigarette Fuck on the yeah, uh, of course he did on the sink. Absolutely, yeah. I'm thinking he might have even brought the damn thing in there. How do you keep it lit? But I mean, now we're, now we're talking another level, guy. Have you thought about beverage? Bringing a beverage in there? I brought a beverage into the shower on occasion in my life. I'd say maybe I'd get a good ten times. I think I've taken a little beverage in the shower. You guys. Yeah, I used to bring a beer in back in the day on a Saturday night, put on a little melon camp, crank up, <laughs> you know, bring a beer in. <laughs> Lou, any, any drinking in the shower? It never occurred to me. Yeah, I did it That's when right. I was single. I was getting ready, I don't know, something, get a little pre-buzz on. That's right. Is Pete, is Pete going to make it? I'm fine now, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I do, same here. I put my beer right on the sink. I'd be showering up. I'd lean out, take a take a swig of the bud, put the can back down. It's going to be a good time tonight. Lou, you're lying that you never drank a beer in the shower. No, I don't. I don't, I don't like to. I'm worried about drinking a fucking hair. Or, it's just gross to me. Drinking a hair? Yeah, Who's I don't. Hair? I, can't, your hair. I can't eat or drink. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat or drink. Yeah, it just doesn't go together. It's gross to me. I don't know. Well, we're not. There was that Seinfeld episode where Kramer wouldn't get out of the shower. We're not getting to that point, right? I mean, this is just about. It's almost like a mental escape. It's a reset. Reset. Yeah, I made this whole meal in there. <laughs> this food was in the shower with you? Mm hmm. I prepared it as I bathed. I tell you, man, I, I really hope you're lubing up with the uh, lotion afterwards. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of lotion. A lot of lotion. Although, I don't know if I have enough lotion because I'm still dry. Yeah, no, you, you, the body's not made to be in that much water. Yet. Come on. It's not, this no. isn't sustainable. Larry's for the cast, but you know. We'll see. We'll see how what what happens next week. But I, I continue to shower uh, three times, four times a day, and uh, and I can't wait till my next one. I just it's something that I really, really enjoy doing. <laughs> Lou, we got to set him up with waterproof equipment. He's gonna do a cast from the shower. <laughs> Speaking of uh, grooming and all this kind of jazz. Do you remember when we did the show live with Lou after your book signing and William Philbin, Buffalo Bill, was filming us? Who? The guy was filming us. Remember the guy was filming us? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you remember. He's a dear friend of mine and Lou's. He's the head of all filming at Sirius uh, XM. He films everything from you two to us. So I don't know if you noticed, but he had a big, long, gray beard. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, uh, dare I say, uh, homeless, Lou? Yeah, yeah, a little like he's going camping. I mean, beyond any kind of grunge thing, beyond all that, man, like full-blown mountain man. Yeah. My question to you is, if you're good friends with somebody, right? Good-looking guy, he's got a girl for a long time, everything's great. Do you have a right to say, hey, man, maybe you should think about shaving your beard? 
Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If my buddy had a beard like that, that'd be the topic of conversation if we went out to dinner. Like, what are you doing with this thing? Where are we going right. with it? Well, I, I, the first thing I did was I talked to Lou about it on the side. I mean, I said to him, what are you doing with it? But then I said to Lou, uh, we both came to the conclusion, you know, he's got a nice job doing well, but he's a filmmaker. So this is his way of just letting everyone know, even though I'm filming all this kind of cool stuff and reels for Sirius XM, I'm an artist. And let the beard let you know that. And, and, and I feel, uh, Lou, are you with me? Do you feel that way? Yeah, he's like, look, I'm deep, you know, I got a lot of yeah. thoughts. And But he's like, he's a handsome dude. He's, he's really yeah. fucking up a good look that he, he would normally have. And, and and he lives in Brooklyn, like in the heart of all that poetry and cuffed pants. That's so, you know. That's what it is. He's trying to be, you know, hip. So, yeah. so do you need a beard to be deep? We're saying no. We're saying no. That's what we, we yeah, we, I mean, this is ZZ top level, bro. Yeah. It's, I didn't even recognize distracting. it. Yeah, it's distracting. Yeah. On top of that, uh, we shot him a text yesterday. I did a group text saying, uh, you're a good looking guy. You're doing yourself a disservice. We think you should shave the beard. Lou tagged onto that by saying the truth. Finally, nothing, nothing. Whoa. I mean, he responded about something else. So I know he got the text, but he, he just blew right over that, man. Wow. That's telling. A lot of guys are doing it, though, man. And they're doing it with that, like, long, like, where they could play with it, you know, mid-chest. Well, he was doing a lot of that, too. That's the thing, too, man. If, like, if you're playing with it, then it's telling me this this is your first rodeo, all right? It's not like a dangling uh, mouse toy for a cat. If you're going to have a beard, just have a beard. Don't be twirling it. So you think if you're touching and caressing your beard that it's an amateur move? absolutely like if you're gonna shave your arms i know men that do that too uh and then you're rubbing your arms because it's so smooth oh wow yeah oh wow yeah i've seen that that's weird (sighs) we got a lot of that today (laughs) my publishers that contacted me they want me to do another book Nice, nice, dude. You got another book in you, dude. I mean, that'll be two one, and you haven't even read. <laughs> I've been doing some mulling and pondering during my shower sessions. The new book will be called "Stay Clean." What? what? I mean, dude, what are you gonna do? A whole chapter on how to use a boudet? <laughs> boudet, yes. Uh, stay clean. Well, congrats, man. Sebastian, what's that sound? Is it water dripping in the background or something? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. As I mentioned in my uh, implementation of my advanced hygiene regimen there, I've decided to now streamline the process, and I'm now taking a podcast shower. Podcast shower, guy. So here is Sebastian's shower tips. You want, you want to go with this? Yeah, man, let's do it. What do you got? I brought this up before, but get yourself a nice loofah. As well, a Clarisonic face brush. One word, glowing. Your post-shower towel is very important. I would go with nothing less than a 7,500 thread count Egyptian cotton. All right? More to come next week. Okay, nothing's going to be continued, all right? You're in your shower. The Pete and Sebastian Show. 
I had to throw one by you, bro. I, 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 I try to avoid this white trash shit, and it just creeps up on me. I, uh, long story short, Jackie went to the gym, and she calls me, and she says, uh, oh, I forgot my Walkman or whatever. Can you bring it? So I go to get in the Subaru, and I know my is this, uh, is I'm sorry, is this 1993? <laughs> whatever, iPad thing, her <laughs> okay. iPhone. Yeah. So I, uh, I know my tie is kind of low. And I plan on getting four new ties later in the week. So I'm like, ah, that's low, but who cares? I'll be fine. I drive. I just got to go like maybe a half a mile to where Jackie is. Now, right next to her gym, luckily, is the tire place. The tire is like really kind of pulling right. And I'm like, man, I guess I have less air than I thought. And then it's like really getting bumpy. Dude, by the time I pulled up in front of Jackie's gym, I was the guy I never thought I'd be. I had the shredded tire. And I was what? on rim. I was on just rim. What? Lou, you ever see a cab pull up in a gas station in Manhattan like that? What do you and mean? You, all- you wore out all the the rubber and just what's left is metal? Yeah, I was riding on the ru- – I thought I had air in my tire, and it was just a little bit of a rough ride because I had very little air. But I had no air, and I was doing 30 on a flat tire that by the time I got in front of Jackie's gym, the whole black tire was shredded off the rim, just dangling, and I was on all rim, dude. Holy embarrassing. Boy, I I don't even know how the tire gets so bald without you even knowing. Don't you check the tread? Well, what it is is the tire, as for the past, I told you, three months at work, it's got a slow leak. So I put it at 32 PSIs, and in a day and a half or two days, it goes down to about 20, maybe 19 PSIs. And then I got to refill it. And I was like, I'll do this all the way up until the end of Kevin can wait. And then when I go home, I'll get four new tires. And I came home, and I just hadn't gotten around to it. So I went out to get Jackie, and I go, oh, wait, I think I think I filled it up yesterday, right? Yeah, I think I, I got to have like 19 PSIs in there. And I start driving. I'm like, oh, man, it's awfully rough. All right, I'm almost there. The tire place is right there. I'll just get the new tire right now. I'm fine. Ooh, man, it's getting really rough. Fuck. Why is it grinding? And I pull up. Jackie comes out. And she's like, guy, what the fuck? You're on shredded black tire oh, with the... Man. Oh, my. And then I walk over to the tire guy, and he's like, uh, well, I know why you're here. And Jackie's <sighs> like, the whole, the whole freaking shopping center seeing you pulling in on a rim, guy. Yeah, you know, I've I've often been on the on the highway and I've seen like uh tire tread just yeah. laying on the highway and I, I, I pass that and I go Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> and that's you? That's a guy who had a flat who tried to make it to the shell gas station <laughs> and lost his tread right before the ramp. I'm telling you, man. Go for it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, it was rough. Got a letter in the mail two days ago from a guy who's a retired cop. Long story short, Pete, hi, how you doing? He says, I'm aware this is a little bizarre sending a letter to you. However, I thought it would add some degree of authenticity to show how much I enjoy the podcast with you and Sebastian. And he's a retired cop living in South Jersey. Nice man saying he sees you at the Borgata. He loves our show. And I just want to put at the very end, bro, he goes, enclosed is $10 for Sunday bagels for the family. All the best, Jeff. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, give me a $10 bill to go get bagels this Sunday for the family. Thank you, Jeff. I just need another $200 to fly to New York to get a good bagel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very cool, man. We got the best listeners. I'm, I'm shocked that people have your address. I know. I said to Jackie, he is going to say cool about the bagels, and they go right into, guy, what is going on? <laughs> people with your address. I can't believe this. Oh, you stupid old Excuse me. Hey there. This is DJ Lou, and this is your show within a show. I'd like to share a little incident I had on a Spanish bus home from New York City a couple weeks ago. It goes from Broadway by Port Authority through the Lincoln Tunnel and all the way to Clifton, New Jersey. But the last stop is Patterson. Don't do smoke crack! Two o'clock in the morning. I'm coming home from a few bars after work. There's a nice Spanish couple on the back and me. And then she gets on the bus. You could tell she was once beautiful, but she had this haze over her eyes. She's on drugs I've never seen. Whole bus is empty. Her purple eyes zeroed in on me and made a beeline for Uncle Lou. So she sits next to me and asks if I speak Spanish. And I say, un poquito. That doesn't seem to register. So she gets closer to me, takes my arm and snuggles up a little bit. I'm okay with this, but she fucking smells. And I don't know if she's a prostitute or what the fuck her deal is, but I'm going to get whatever germs she's got. Sexual. Well, then she takes my phone from my hand, and I'm thinking she's going to translate. Instead, she goes right to YouTube and puts on music. Now, I have my headphones in. She takes one of my earbuds out of my ear, stares me in the eyes, and puts it in her mouth and slowly pulls it out like a move of seduction. Then she puts it in her ear, and we're sharing. We're on a date. All of a sudden, she finds this song. All right, that's fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with all this. A boring night, a little more exciting. Who cares? It's fine. Plus, she's not going to run off my phone because it's still attached to my head. She asked me again, speak Spanish? No, nada. Un poquito. I feel bad because I took five years of Spanish in school and I couldn't make a love connection with what I'd learned. I keep saying to her, aquí, aquí, meaning like, is this your stop? Do you want to get out? Do you want to cut this shit out? So she puts on this song. Yo no vi las flores marchitas, ni ese frío en tus ojos al This is Bon Jovi in Spanish. This one really gets to her, so she starts singing. She's singing along to this thing and getting emotional. She starts crying and singing. She's serenading me, but also she's serenading this trip we're on. So the couple in the back starts laughing. Bus driver keeps looking in his rearview mirror at us, as if to say, fuck, if you don't take her home, I'm gonna. So she's crying and singing and yelling. And my stop finally comes before we hit Patterson. I tell her, adios, bonita. And I get the fuck out of there. I feel kind of bad because I don't know if she's alive. That bus driver might have gotten to her. But the two lessons to be learned here are Bon Jovi's probably big in the Latin community. And also, if you ain't ever been to Patterson, stay the fuck out of there. Now back to the Pete and Sebastian show. We're going to be doing some shows together. Yeah, dude, I'm psyched. You too? 
Yeah. Yeah, Sebastian opened to do asked me to do some shows for him in Florida. One of them is in front of twenty one thousand. Holy fuck. I know, dude. Yeah, I got it. End of December, uh, tickets are not on sale yet, but uh, Pete and I are going to be doing Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, and Fort Lauderdale, and maybe, uh, just maybe, we'll put together a um, a live podcast uh, from Florida. It's just uh, we got to secure a venue, and uh, if we have any listeners in the uh, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, or Fort Lauderdale uh area please contact us via twitter or facebook uh and let us know that you're there this way we could kind of use those analytics to figure out where the best place would be to uh to have a uh a live show i just want to see how that would work yeah. you know yeah no it all sounds fun man i'm looking Lou, you ever do a remote sure for radio i've done it but uh this seems easier the, I mean, does the, the Sirius do it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we know that this is uh, feasible. We'll bring Lou down. Yeah, certainly. But the, but the idea, though, like, like, let's take eucalyptus, for example, the showering. So you got a bunch of people around us, right? Who knows how many? And you're gonna, are you going to look, like, over at me and be like, I'm, uh, I'm on three showers a day. And, like, they just watch? Or you turn, do you turn to them and go, I'm doing three showers a day, everybody. I think it's more, I go to you, I'm doing three showers a day. And then I look at the audience, I go, what? What's wrong with that? Ah, I, think I like it. It's like a... Like a little sitcom but then coming out of character. Look at that. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. Breaking the fourth wall. All right. All right. We could have fun with that. I'm totally down with that, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and put it together, and we'll keep the listeners uh, informed here on the Pete and Sebastian show in regards to whether or not we're going to do that. But, um, yeah, it's been like a slow week. I don't know. I was in Boston for six shows. Uh, it was freezing. We didn't do much there. Um, I was a little under the weather, so I didn't really get out and about to create any uh, stories. I, I, I didn't. I didn't. There's nothing exciting really that happened this week. Boston. I got Boston again this weekend. Four shows. I got April 15th in Las Vegas at the Caesars Palace, and then it all culminates at Radio City Music Hall, uh, April 19, 2021. Take a little time off, uh, and then this summer I'll be out in uh, one show. I think it's July 7th, if I'm not mistaken, out in Asheville, North Carolina, which I've never been before, but tickets are on sale for that at SebastianLive.com. Only got one date on the books right now locally. I'll be at Buffalo Helium Comedy Club Thursday, May 3rd, Friday, May 4th, and Saturday, May 5th. Buffalo. And don't forget, hit us up on P and S mailbag at Gmail. Come on, man. We love reading those things. We're having a lot of fun with them. And again, we appreciate all the listeners big time. That's it, bro. It's uh yeah. it's a slow week. I'm sorry uh we couldn't give the listeners a little bit more pep and excitement. The other thing I wanted to say was got my hotel room for New York for your shows. Uh, let's just say this, Lou. This is a beep, too. Just want you to know, I ain't playing games. This is before tax the night for the room. Boom. What, for what? For the room, bro, that we're staying, me and Jackie, for the weekend when we come to this hangout. hundred a night. Bro, that was two edits for Lou. It's all right. Yeah, before taxes. 
We're, we're staying nice. We're looking forward to this uh, hour well, wait, special. Who hooked, the hang? who hooked this up? This I, is gonna be nice. I don't know where you're staying. You could text me and and then and I and I'll look at it. But I think we could get you a better rate. Really, a better rate? I mean, my place is nice. All right. Okay. okay. I, I the, the, well, right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk out of turn. Send me where you're staying, and then I could make the uh, and I could make the call whether or not. Uh, I have okay. A deal for you. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. I will, dude. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So hopefully uh, you'll get an iPad in the shower soon and read it over and see if you can find me something better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's going to be better. I'm just saying, like, uh, I, I just know where we stay and we have a, we just get a special rate. So I just, oh. uh, I just wanted to offer that to you if, uh, if it was something that you might be interested in. All right, I appreciate it, man. Record players, opening record arenas, players, rates. rates. I got <laughs> yeah. you covered. I got you covered. Uh, Lou, maybe we'll get you some towels soon, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good hanging, gentlemen. Take care. Billy Philbin, I'm here, my dear old friend. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy, busy schedule. And I'm not being sarcastic in any capacity. Over there at SiriusXM filming and running the whole film department to to bop in with me and Lou at the end of our Pete and Sebastian cast because, uh, Lou, great music, keep it going. We just felt the need. As friends, dude, I mean, how long have me, you, and Lou, the three of us, been real tight? 2005? 2005, 13 years. 13 years, and I can honestly say, in any time in those 13 years, if I was getting married, you guys would both be in the wedding party. And Lou, I'd find a place that you could smoke indoors at my wedding. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. Now, having said that, Bill, yeah. when, when you were kind enough to take time out and film me and Sebastian when we did the show after his book signing over at Sirius. Yes. Which I really still want to get some of that footage, man. Which brings us to what we're here for. Bill, I think at this point you know what I'm getting at. I mean, when I came to film with you, me and Lou stepped outside, and I said, dude, what's with Billy's beard? And he said, I know, right? And I said, no, man, it's like not like I know, whoa, he's got a beard. It's beyond that. It's like long, wild very mountain-esque and uh i i wanted to take a photo of you to, to show jackie i somehow when you and i were hanging out i forgot to and then i kind of let it be and then like i gotta say bro every day since then as a friend it's almost like i can't let it go it's like you got a scar on your face that you can get off in like five minutes lou am i alone am i alone lou it's aging him he doesn't have to look this old he could take 10 years off of his look if he would just shave this and you're in your 30s listen to what lou was saying you're in the physical prime of your life ever since i've known you women have always found you attractive i will go on my grave saying the day you were filming scarlett johansson at sirius xm and me and lou were watching her pretend to try and sing like she had a singing career and you were filming it remember that yeah dude she was giving signs physical signs and we were looking through the glass lou did it not seem like scarlett johansson was into him yes i could vouch for that you were clean shaven man and she was loving you look and now you're into your 30s and you got this lovely girlfriend courtney for a, a, a few years now yeah i don't know where she feels about this but we me and lou just feel like you're wasting away the best years of your life with this goddamn rat's ass hanging off your chin <laughs> And we felt as friends it was time to actually come forward and say, shave it. 
Lou, am I wrong? Dude, yeah, what are you holding on to? Why Why are you, you yeah. So this, this is the intervention. This is the music. Yes, there it is. So, uh, well, let's just get to the brass tacks. And if your answer is no, then we can go further. But will you shave it as soon as the, your day, work day is over today? No. What does Courtney feel about this? <clears throat> you know, I will say that she does actually, well, she says she likes it. And she has put no pressure on me to cut it, which is a very, which is why it's still on, I would think. Which well, is well, well how about this theory? How about this theory? Yeah. And I know she's a beautiful woman, so you got that too. She's got her own confidence going, I understand. But maybe subconsciously, she's like, all right, I'm with this guy who's got this great job, who's very talented, and he's good looking. If during his most appealing years, he wants to look like shit, <laughs> then I lock him in, get married, and then he shaves it? That sounds like a plan, right? Why pretty up the dog until you own it? Lou, again, am I the only one on this fucking call, Lou? It's called an intervention. So what was uh, what, what was Brewer's theory on it? Uh, he, he Brewer was like, what? Is he really? Oh, man. Listen, Brewer was going to Disney World with his wife without kids. We had to have a Disney World intervention yeah. for him. It was getting embarrassing. And now we're having one for you. This is what friends do for each other. I, I will think about it. Um. So you won't accept treatment? I think that's how intervention ends. Oh, will you yeah, accept you, treatment? Will you or, accept it? Or you want to stick uh, to looking like Rick Rubin? <laughs> I mean, dude, you could cut like... your beard with scissors for the first half hour before you even need to entertain a razor. What? What are you? What are you doing? There's probably food in that thing, man. <laughs> You're too young to be this gray and bushy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So if I if, we, if I left this intervention and I went home tonight and I shaved, yes. what, what happens? Other than the fact that me and Lou are right again, life yeah. goes on. But what happens in your life, dude? Yeah. Even when it's cloudy out, it's going to be a sunny day for you, pal. That's all I can say. Let the sun shine in, man. Let the sun shine in. This is no different than coming out of a coma, climbing out of bed, and just whipping open the curtains. That's it. There's nothing more to be said. Oh, man. Well, we solved this case. We certainly did. And you should shave it to this song, Bill, and your life will change. You can take the medication or not, man. We're done giving our help. We got to get going. We love you. We hope you do the right thing. All right. I appreciate right. it. Lou, edit too. out the love, Lou. Edit out the love. No, no. I always All do. Right. No, come All right. on. What? Nothing. I don't talk to fucking grizzly bears. <laughs> Later. Later, werewolves. Later. The show has ended. I've been taking four showers a day. <laughs>